Hello, all my witches out there. My name is Samantha, and on today's episode of Where Are My Witches At, I have my nephew Sam with me, and we're going to talk about the, and I'm going to say it wrong, the Malleus Maleficorium? Did I say it right? You, you got really, really close. So we'll, say it. We'll, Malleus Maleficorum. Ah, Malleus Maleficorum, which is Latin for the Hammer of Witches. And it is the Bible of all witch hunters. <laughs> and I have been researching this uh, subject um, all week. Just because when I heard about it like years ago, I didn't even really think about it. And then I was watching some documentary that brought it back up. And I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of that before. And then I looked it up and it just opened up a Pandora's fucking box for me. <laughs> Point of reference, Pandora is another woman who fucked up and caused problems, just like witches, so... Yeah, right? <laughs> well, you it's know, the, always women. It's always the women. It is always the women. I tell you, we're, we're, just, we're just bad fucking bitches, man. We just get in trouble and cause it all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the whole thing about it is, is that in the, what was it? I think the book was published in like the 1480s. Would you like some, some information on that? Yeah, let's go. 1487. Ah. The date you were looking for, but you were, you were, you were correct. Yeah. And it, it was funny because this dude that wrote it, I know there's a second name on there, but this Kramer guy was the primary author of it. And he was one sick, twisted motherfucker. I mean, most of that book is all about um, not only how to torture women and basically murder them for being witches. Uh, he It basically sparked all the horrid witch trials that we know today. The way that we know them today. I mean, you say witch trials and everybody's mind in the United States thinks Salem and that was it. <laughs> And they were going on for, you know, hundreds of years before Salem. But this book sparked something just widespread that was unreal. Over 300, oh, 30, sorry. Was, I just had those damn statistics, but I think that it was 30,000. That's what I looked at my notes. 30,000 copies of this book were done throughout Europe over the, you know, over a 200-year period. And it was it's revised unreal. many, many times. Yes, All yes, the way it was. Up to the 1600s, it was re revised many times. Yeah, and... Uh, that, that second name, the other person, the reason why uh, it's sketchy on whether or not they attach that other guy's name to it or not is because half the people say he helped write it, and the other half of the people say he was the foil trying to keep it from being written and published. Right. I watched a documentary on it, and it, what fascinated me was this, this the second name that's on the book. He was a well-known scholar, so he was almost like the 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 celebrity endorsement piece that this Kramer guy used to actually push the book and to say, yeah, it's valid. This is what you should do. And it all boils down to this guy didn't think that that they were dealing with witches the way they were supposed to because a hundred years before this book ever became published, 
the way that they were dealing with witch trials was basically just trying to stamp out old pagan religious rituals and old pagan sorcery. And women weren't being murdered for it. What they were being was just like, well, here, go spend some time in jail for, you know, a, a certain amount of time, like a year or something, and then don't ever do it again. And then all of a sudden, you know, this was kind of the way that that was going. And this guy had this idea that this is that the witches are a part of the apocalypse and the end times and that Satan is seducing all of these weak minded women and causing massive hailstorms and crops to die and <laughs> all this shit. And it just it became a thing. And it literally was the Bible of witch hunters. It sparked a whole era of shit. And what's funny to me in another sense is that all the ideas and perception that we have of witches today, the writing on the broom, the pointy hat, all of these things came from this fucking book. Like well, these things were not even a part of any kind of culture as far as the perception of witches other than the magic and the sorcery. But all of these other things came from this book <laughs> the uh i'm not denying any of that but my favorite part about the man who wrote this this uh was it heinrich heinrich kramer yeah was that the writing of this book was almost like a revenge piece yeah because he was trying to get women tried and executed as witches and he failed he failed so bad that he was actually expelled from a community and expelled by the local bishop and accused of illegal behavior because he was so obsessed with the sexual habits of those that he was accusing yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> He, there was something twisted about this guy. Something was there, though. Off. Was there? I don't know what, what, what. What's your opinion on it? Think. Think about this for just a second. What right now in the current uh, mindset of people with the internet and everything, like there's been a big reveal of insult culture within men, right? Guys who are basically awkward and incapable of approaching women degrading women on one hand paying to you know see them on only fans on the other hand right this yeah. this center point of frustration goes all the way back to the beginning of time i think i don't think there's anything new about it i don't think there's anything there have always been a subset of men who firmly believe that if they don't put their thumb down on women and keep them down, that they will lose control of everything. Well, yeah. And I, 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 I agree with that. I think that there was probably a lot of mindset or that was the thought pattern was women were getting out of control, but <laughs> it's just the sexual nature of it. If a woman is acting, you know, has multiple sexual exploits, she must be a witch. Well, I mean, you think about the number one, the, 
this is the time frame of the Puritan movement. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about that before. But this was a time where people were digging in and taking everything in the Bible as literal truth. And they were trying to reconcile all of these things. And so, but you get people like this. I mean, you've seen people get obsessed with things, right? You see people get obsessed with celebrities and break into their houses. You see people get obsessed with, you know, technology and start talking about how 5G is melting your brain. Or they they get obsessed with the government and start telling you that birds aren't real. Uh, or that the, 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 the earth being a globe is a big conspiracy to keep the rich people rich somehow. I don't, I'm still not sure how that one works, but you've seen obsession. Obsession will destroy lives. And this guy was obsessed. Yes. You know what I mean? He was, he was obsessed and his obsession turned into a world movement. Yes. That was unreal. It turned into a Western world movement. I wouldn't say it was a world movement, but he definitely influenced the vast majority of Western civilization. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, the torture tactics that he used in this book to get women to confess to witchcraft is just like, what the fuck dude? And, <laughs> and where did were, you come you know, up with this? And that was the whole thing is that he was watching that trial that was taking place in uh, Innsbruck. That's the place that he was expelled from for all this mess. He watched that trial and he was basically saying, you people don't know what you're doing. Like you missed all the cues. None of those women who were on trial, none of them cried during the trial. And people looked at him like, what, what does that mean? And he's like, well, if they don't cry at trial, that means they're guilty. That is literally written in the book. Some of the shit in this book is unreal. Just the, the thought of it. I guess I would, you know, if I didn't cry because, you know, I don't cry in public, I would be guilty of something. <laughs> it blows my mind. Um, but this book, not, I mean, not only did it, what kills me is that it coincided with the invention of the print press. So that's why it got yeah. printed so many fucking times. <laughs> and then the huge religious movement that was happening in the 1500s between the Catholics and the Protestants, there was a huge war building on that. So you've already got two sides are already split right there that think that their way is the right way as far as religion goes, and then both of them talk shit about witches. (laughs) (laughs) This book may have passed into obscurity, too, if it wasn't for uh, royal courts during the Renaissance bringing it back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what uh, that documentary I was watching said, that it could have just been one of those... You know, there's apparently there's a lot of text on witches and books written on witches and sorcery and wizards and how to deal with them. And those things are all in obscurity now, but this this survived. And they were talking about that it probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for these certain factors. But what fascinates me is that this book is still relevant today in a sense that it has sparked a lot of pop culture and movies shit that has that is just going on today as far as what hollywood seems to think because i think that this book has come up several times in a loose base in a lot of different uh 
movies and songs and everything else, and it just it fascinates me to no end. <laughs> right. But I'm I'm just glad that we're not going to get burned at the stake anymore. I mean, <laughs> I the some of the things that I've learned over the last few days were that the biggest reason why the book is uh, hammered into our subconscious is that during the 1970s uh, feminist movement and neo-paganist movement, this book was one of the only ones available that was in a translation that people understood. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. And from the 1970s spawned you know, think about the the numbers of of movies and books written and things like that from that time frame. All those people who were made aware of this during that time. Uh, so a lot of our understanding of what we think the Inquisition and the witch hunting and the witch trials was about is based on that book, even though it's not not right. ac- not completely accurate. Yeah, that that book was used. Not saying it wasn't, and it was part of a much larger movement during those early times of witch hunting. But it paints a very skewed picture of what a trial would have been like, and anyone who uses that book for a said trial would be. You talked about it. How horrible that that book makes it. You know, for how you. Uh, torture them to get them to confess or all the things that you can watch for while they're on trial and how to spot a demon through their eyes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Inquisition wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> By comparison, the Inquisition was not that bad. Huh. The Interesting. In- inquis- the in- Inquisitors, more often than not, uh, even if you were found guilty of witchcraft, would like you said, they'd put him in jail. Yeah. And then when they got out, uh, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just that was don't do it again. That was about as bad as it got. Like you, there had to be some kind of, there had to be something more to it. The Inquisition gets pretty bad rap, and I'm not saying they were good people. I'm not saying they were doing good things. I'm just saying that their exploits might be exaggerated a little bit because of books <laughs> like this. You know, I fail to understand, and what's what bothers me the most is today with with the, with the vast information and what we can gather. You know, I I fail to understand, and I guess it's because of the world I live and grew up in. Why it is such a big deal if somebody doesn't walk to the same beat of somebody else's drum why was it such a big deal i could see where it's such a big deal now with with christianity being the forefront of you know this this era of time for so long but back then there was still quite a few pagan traditions and religions that people knew that yes there was other religions out there yes there's other things going on it it wasn't foreign to them why was it such a big deal that if somebody was doing herbal medicine to a sense or gathering in their 
Tupperware party, so to speak, and passing this knowledge down. Why was it such a big deal? And why were they considered witches for doing so? I guess that's what my mind can't wrap around is how convoluted were they to think, oh, well, they're doing something evil when something like that was still pretty prevalent in their era of time. I don't believe that it was like that. And I am not an expert on this. Uh, I don't have uh, to clarify. I'm probably not an expert on anything, but uh, I don't Hmm. think it was like that. And I don't think it was the way that we portray it now. For example, you said, what if we'll just take the herbalist, the, the woman who knows how to take all of these different plants and blend them, mix them, and cook them in such a way to make poultices and uh, healing salves, whatever, right? That is a necessity for whatever village group of people that she was a part of. Right. She, She was no different than what we would consider a doctor today or a nurse or something, right? Right. Until someone got mad at her for something. And then then it shifts. You know, old Bob Blacksmith came in for a salve for his burned hand and said, hey, you're a witch, aren't you? How about we lay in that bed back there and have some carnal knowledge? And she's <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's not why I'm here. And then he goes back to town. He's like, that, that chick out there, she's a witch. We got to burn that. Yeah. We got to burn that chick. She's a witch. Otherwise, she'll go around telling everybody the blacksmith came in and tried to sleep with her. Uh, uh, that is a very gross overestimation of things that may have ha- may not have happened. I'm just saying that if if I told you that story today, you'd still believe it. I got gotcha. it's So realistic and it's so prevalent. Right, but it also falls in the same line of, you know, oh, oh, dude cheated on his wife and gets busted, and all he has to do is say she bewitched me. Right. She bewitched me. I mean, it's just. And I honestly. It's just asinine to me. (laughs) I believe wholeheartedly that the vast majority of it is just like that. When they finally got to the bottom of the Salem witch trials, you saw how ridiculous that was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bunch of kids telling lies because that's what fucking kids do. Right. And and the the idea that they were believing these children to this extent, I can see believing them on some level, you know, not not just passing them off or shoving it off and saying, oh, you just don't know what you're talking about. But when you get to a point where you're like, OK, this is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Or, <laughs> Are we really going to burn somebody or hang somebody for this? <laughs> or the patriarch there in Salem was like, you know what? A, a witch scare is exactly what I need to solidify my power. Oh, well, this, there it is. This, this is exactly the kind of thing that will keep people in line for years to come. There it is, right there. <laughs> I mean, what, what's going to scare them even more than that? You know what I mean? You take, you take anybody with a fear of something and then present that fear right in front of them and give them a chance to defeat that fear i mean they're going to take it almost every time even if they it will means, even if it means killing your neighbor 
Yeah. And what kills me is to think about that, just that aspect of things is that goes on today in a different form. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's never ended. And it went on long before yeah. the witch trials, too. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But what really, I think back to my childhood, you know, and I, I was little during the 80s. But thinking back and like reading about the satanic panic that was going mm -hmm. on, that very well could have gotten out of fucking control. It, it, I, I mean, from my perspective, it did. But I know what you mean. You're saying it could have gone to that next step. That yes, it could have crossed that line. It could have crossed that line, and I, I you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. People were hysterical about it. And and these people who are hysterical about it went to Woodstock. Think about that. I know. Think about That's... that for just a second. The same people who were freaking out about rock and roll and D&D &D were the same generation who put flowers in their hair and went to Woodstock. I know. It blows my mind to think about that really. That's, like, really? that's how quickly it shifts. You lived through the satanic panic, like as uh, full knowledge of it. I had front row seats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I will, I am a rock and roll D and D playing dude. I got to witness it firsthand. Right. I got I to was listen little. to my, I got to listen to my dad say things like, well, I let him play D and D because it's a game. And if you think that it's anything more than a game, you need to have your head examined. I know. And it, and to me, we you know like reading back on some of that stuff, you know, because there's a there's a decade of time that I lived through that I may remember the last three and four years of as far as culture goes. Right. And, you know, reading back on that time, it really kind of especially the satanic panic. It really was. I mean, there was so much shit that was blamed on the occult and and satanistic worship that it's like, what? How did y'all get to that? How did you go from zero to 60? <laughs> and, and with that piece of information, because it wasn't just D&D, &D, it, it went from there to other things. I was, I remember being told as a kid that I could not listen to heavy metal. I was told why, that it would, you know, it, it's, it's a gateway to hell. <laughs> It'll, it, it, it's Satan's music. And I remember thinking, what? I How? Fully, I fully embrace that Satan's music thing, by the way. I just want to. Remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I embrace it, too. <laughs> and it, it gets to the point where I'm running records at, you know, 11 years old, trying to play them backwards to hear the Satanic message that is supposed to be on there. And it's it's asinine to think that as a child I was almost buying into this, where I was like curious enough to not take their word for it, but you know, and but curious enough to say, uh, I wanna see. You know any records I run? <laughs> they weren't even mine. That's the sad thing. They weren't that mine. Is, that is pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. It's sad. Just to trying to hear the 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 backwards that was supposed to be in it, and I don't think I really found anything of significance but you know i didn't have like a plethora of records to work with i just had a you know three or four but <laughs> it was it was one of those things but reading back on it and kind of just revisiting a part of my childhood it was terrible 
that people can just band together in that way and literally gang up on you, like pack mentality. So, so I imagine during the 1400s, that's what it was like. Yeah. And, and bo- um, all of these instances are very, uh, very clear proof that the lunatic fringe is always there waiting. <laughs> and that when they have a strong enough message or they have a strong enough goal to come out of the shadows that they are scary enough that normal everyday people will follow along just so they don't get caught up on the bad side of it. Like there will be people out there who are normal everyday people and they'll start hearing about this. They'll be like, whatever. And then they're burning people at stake. Oh, Oh, they're burning people at the stake now. Yeah, we got to get rid of those witches. That's got that's, it's time to get rid of those witches. Where do I sign up? And that's how easily you can sway the masses. It it amazes me. Yeah, it does one, because I, I feel like that there's no way I can be swayed into something. Well, no, and it, this is one of those things that set. God, I sound so elitist and douchebag saying this. This is what sets people like us apart. That we don't look at society and take everything at face value no like all, every, all of the arguments that i get in are always people who are with the flock and doing what the flock does and me standing at the fence going y'all are stupid that's right. where all the arguments come from i mean all of right <laughs> you know i mean when somebody says how can you not believe in god what w- w- show me one thing that makes you say that we should believe in God. Oh, look right. at the trees. That ain't fucking cutting it, people. See, it, and it doesn't do it. It does I got I got I don't have that. Whatever whatever that thing is in your brain that makes you look at a tree and see God, I don't have it. <laughs> and see, it's, it's funny because you know, on, on that same line of thinking where I'm so nature loving right. in a sense. Yeah, I look at that tree. I don't see God. I see something that this vast universe created that I can't explain, and I find it wonderful, and I find right. it beautiful, and there's a beauty in it. When I say things like that, I have got people, which witch, you're a witch, or yeah. you're going to hell, or you know, it's like, we're looking at the same goddamn tree. Yeah, We both see some sort of beauty in this tree. I just don't see what you see, and you apparently don't see what I see, but now I'm the one that's getting fucking damned for it. Thanks. <laughs> now, they, they all, the, we're the first people that they have to come after. They call us free thinkers, and we're the first ones that have to go. When, when the time comes for the, uh, for the, the, the transition from the, the, the world and the life and love that we all know now into that you know, march to the beat of the drum people come out of the woodwork and say, it's going to be this way or you got to go. We are the first ones who are going to go because we're the ones who stand up in Tiananmen Square in front of tanks. Yeah. We're the the ones who shout, I love you from the burning pole that we are tied to. We are those people. Yeah. We're the first ones to go. I've said it. You know, so many times, you know, I've been in the broom closet for so long. And now that I'm 
pretty much out and I don't care because I have I have nothing that they can take from me right now. You know, I have none of that. I feel like that if they ever brought back the witch trials in this tiny town that I live in. Oh, my door's getting kicked in. My door would be the first to get kicked in for sure. And I would get drugged to the square. <laughs> and then I would be that person that would be screaming, I'm going to curse your town. <laughs> I slept with all your husbands. You're all infected. Oh, for all the listeners out there, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, context here. I live in a town that has a population of 300 people. So, <laughs> and I know every single one of them and we're all friendly and everybody loves everybody and they're all fucking nosy as shit. So <laughs> it's not like I can hide anything from anybody in this town, but. And not a uh, single one of them is without sin. No, absolutely not. But I, I guarantee you there, I, I would be tied up on main street and I would be the one just to piss everybody off. I know I'm dying. I know I'm going. That's just all there is to it. I will start screaming, you know, curses and obscenities on this town. <laughs> Getting that last spell out before I go. And then when it burns down every year, now you know why. <laughs> I mean, that's just how I look at it. <laughs> Oh, I'd be that person. <laughs> and and, like, and well, I promise I'm you. I'm going to go down swinging. <laughs> they, they kill my aunt. I will be burning that town down every year. <laughs> every year. Every year. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it's funny. I I think about things like that sometimes that it even today. And we're so far removed from the Salem witch trials with that kind of murderous thinking of a whole i still think today there are still those people that think like that out there oh yeah that would rather see somebody who proclaims himself as a witch or pagan or have a different spirituality than any abrahamic one that they would rather see them die right. than live so i'm 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 kind of curious about your opinion on this we've i think we've strayed way off the subject here but always, uh, we always do. <laughs> I'm curious because you mentioned that you had a different spirituality, a different belief than these other people, right? Why? Why does that only seem to affect women? What the different spirituality? Yeah, I don't think it only affects women. I think it does. I mean, um, have you ever well, heard I of mean, the Masons? Have you ever heard of the Masons? Well, yeah. Did you know that in order to become a Mason, you must believe in a higher power? Yeah. And it doesn't make any difference what that higher power is? Oh, I didn't know if it made a difference. I thought it was had to be, you know, the mm. biblical God. No, all you have to do is believe that there is a all-powerful being out there who created the universe. It doesn't matter which one it was. So you could believe in Ra, and they would accept you. You could believe in Zeus, and they would accept you. You could believe in Odin, and they would accept you. Really? Yep, 100%. So that's, I mean, Masons are all men. That's what I just said. Why is it that men can do that and be seen as pillars of their community? Oh, uh, I see. And women can't. And women can't. <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, well, I mean, things are never going to change when it comes to the the thought pattern that women are weaker than men. I don't think even with I don't care how many movements and bras we burn, we will never be seen as a, an equal to a man. So if regardless. Men, 
So if men consider women fragile and not equal, then why do they go out of their way to keep them down? I That's a very fucking valid question. Not, it, it's because they don't see you as fragile and inferior. They see yeah. you as dangerous and they see you as someone who could take over. Well, they wrong. <laughs> I, I am what is generally considered a uh, chauvinist. Well, I'm not kidding anybody. I'm 100% a chauvinist. I am actually a toxic male. Really? I, I've never got that from you, and I've been I'm, around toxic men. Well, no, you haven't. You've been around insecure men. There's a fucking difference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a All difference. Right. There's a big difference, because insecure men are the ones who have these kinds of thoughts. Insecure men are the ones who are afraid of what women represent. They're the ones who put the thumb on the woman and say, you are Eve, you are Pandora, you are a witch, stay in your fucking lane, right? And I'm very toxic against those people, just like I'm very toxic against the dainty little stupid, don't know what's going on in the world woman. They uh, drive me insane. They all drive me insane. I hate weakness. And yeah. I don't mean arm strength. I don't mean... I'm talking about mental acuity. I'm talking about it really irritates me that people do not go out of their way to learn as much as they possibly can. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can think that way. I can. Because I get I get really irritated when... And it pisses me off when a woman can stand up and stomp her foot and demand all these these equality things and then get pissed off when nobody runs to her fucking aid when she has a flat tire on the side of the road. And I see that all the time, and it, it pisses me off because I was taught that there was no difference. I mean, my dad, your grandpa, taught me how to change a tire and all this good shit. And basically, literally, his words were, you do not need a man to do anything for you. Right. You learn to do it yourself. Right. What you don't know, you learn. Thank God for YouTube today. <laughs> I'd be up shit creek without a paddle on some shit. But the fact that I took the initiative to try to do it myself, you know. But... I think you're right on the sense that men, especially back then, and even today, might be a little scared of oh, what yeah. a group of women could accomplish. Oh, yeah. They're scared to death of you. Absolutely. But at the same time, women, some women, not all women, but some of them are a woman's worst enemy. Absolutely. Sometimes a woman will be the first to put a woman down before a man could even get it out of his mouth. <laughs> Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got something caught in my throat. <laughs> what were we talking so, about? I forgot. Witches. <laughs> no, evil witches. <laughs> I, I believe that there is a line you can draw between men and women, and that there's not really any crossing that line. Men will always be men, and women will always be women. And that does not mean that women can't be presidents. That doesn't mean that women can't fight in the military. That doesn't mean that men can't be ballerinas. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't right. It doesn't mean that those things can't all be done. 
It just means that we are fundamentally different. We are biologically, physiologically different. Yeah. Our brains are not wired the same way. No. They just aren't. Mm -mm. Not at all. And I draw that line in the sand. And that's what, when I, earlier when I said I'm, you know, a toxic masculinity person, that's what I meant. Is that I draw that line in the sand. That I don't have a problem with my daughter not having to sign up for selective service. So that doesn't hurt my feelings. You understand? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I know that both of my grandsons will. Yeah. That, does, that doesn't bother me either. What does bother me is women on campuses, young ladies on campuses, screaming for equality in everything, and not a goddamn one of them signing up for selective service. That bothers uh, me a lot. I if see. you want equal treatment, then fucking start being equal. I I'm can gonna, agree with that. I'm going to keep opening doors for you, because that's... Because if I don't, the ghost of all of my grandparents and parents will come back and smack the living shit out of me. But don't get mad at me for doing it. Yeah. Don't tell me that I'm being toxic by opening the door for you. Open the door for men, too. They don't call me toxic. They say thank you and walk on in. You know, I, I get the door open for me all the time. But one of them, it, and it wasn't that long ago, this uh, guy opened up the door for me. And he's, he appeared to be younger than me. So my my first instinct was, I'm not old. Do not treat me like I'm old. <laughs> Didn't say a word, other than <laughs> other than thank you, you know. Right. But as I as I walked in, it was funny. I walked in and there was a an an older gentleman there who was probably approximately a little bit older than me. Uh, he kind of looked at me and he was like, "You said thank you." And I looked at him like, I literally, I was confused. I was like, huh? What? He was like, you said thank you. And I'm looking at him like, did I say thank you to him and not know it? I I was still confused. And he was referring to the door being open. And he was like, that kid opened up the door for you and you said thank you. And I was like, oh, well, Well, what am I supposed to say? say?" And he was like, he goes, I got chewed up one in and down the other. He said, for opening up a door for some old gal down the road. I was just like, he goes into this whole spill. And I was like, oh. And then it it made me aware of every time that somebody opens up a door for me to say thank you. Because sometimes I am an indifferent person and I do have tunnel vision. And I started thinking, how many times did somebody open up a door for me and I didn't say thank you because I wasn't thinking about it? Right. <laughs> it made me very self-conscious of everything. But that that is a thing now, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, the the whole thing, and I mean, the, these people, the witch trial people, they're on. They were onto something. They're not stupid. They knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? They understood. They understood that as long as you keep the power out of women's hands, men will control things. And that's the way they want it. That's the way they feel it should be. That's the, and it's a, it's a goal, whether it was uh, outward intentional or just the subtext. This guy who wrote the book, per- perfect example. Perfect yeah. prime example of somebody who was probably very dissatisfied with his own lack of sexual exploits and wondering why all of these 
women weren't just falling all over him because he was a man. Right. And so in his little insul brain, he fucking writes this book and says, I'll show them. I'll show these women what's up. I'm the man with the penis. I'll show them what's up. <laughs> you know, what's the saying? Hell hath no fury than a woman's oh, scorn. Oh, shit. That well, hell no hath lie. no fury, fury than a man's scorn. <laughs> shit. <laughs> hell hath no fury like a pansy scorned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you start digging into male insecurities, and you... That right there is a Pandora. That's what Pandora's box probably was. Was some woman standing in the middle of town square somewhere in fucking Greece and just putting a man in his place and all the women around watching going, what, we can we can talk to him like that? We can, we can just tell them all these things we don't like? <laughs> Pandora's box, baby, right there. It wasn't, it wasn't that she released all of the negative things into the world. She released all of the male negative traits to be seen in the light. It's funny because looking up this book got me looking at other things, especially like the, um, the whole, uh, Wicca movement in the sixties and seventies and, you know, the whole feminist thing, it, it kind of all coincided and it was all kind of the same. I read something from, uh, the Br Britannica website that made me kind of laugh I'm going to, I'm of course, paraphrasing it here, but um, I guess that there were a lot of women who shunned men for also practicing Wicca. Basically, it was almost that attitude of, no, this is our, this is our club and no boys allowed. <laughs> you know, I, 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 man, I, I had to laugh. I don't see a problem with that. What, having an all girls club? I don't fucking estrogen party. Let it happen. <laughs> well, you never know. We might all get together and come up with a plan. <laughs> Do it. As soon as, as soon as we stop calling each other bitches behind our backs, we might come up with a plan <laughs> for every, for every dull witted woman who has no comprehension of the world around her. There are two men just like her. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Most yeah. women are quiet because they don't want the blowback they'd get for opening their mouths. It's not the same thing as being stupid. Men are just fucking stupid. And they <laughs> will get in front of a microphone and let you know it all day long. <laughs> right? <laughs> women just have the discernment to just shut up sometimes. Not all right. the time. No. Again, not I'm, all the I'm, time. I'm, I'm one of those ones that doesn't just shut up. Sometimes I just go. <laughs> that is a sign of intelligence. When you know that the backhand <laughs> is loaded and ready to come your way and you don't say anything. That's intelligence. It, yeah. You know what I think? She may have never been hit in her life, but the thought is always there that it could come at any time. Yeah. And that that is a generational response. That is DNA. Yeah, my, you're my right. Children. My Bailey would flinch when I would get mad when she was a little kid. Never hit her. Not once. She would flinch. It's a, it's a DNA thing. You know what I'm saying? They get the, yeah, it's, it's built in there. That is, you know, and, and it kills me because I do know women, like you were saying with Bailey, that as soon as a guy raises his voice, it's literally just like stopping your tracks and you could have never been battered a day in your life. But it's almost like it is a genetical reaction. Like, oh shit. 
He's yelling. What do I do? Punch him in the fucking face to shut him up. That's what you do. That's what we're up against. That is what we're up against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, the man can raise his voice. Woman demurs. That's the baseline. And that's what we have to fix. Man raises voice. Woman raises voice louder is the next step that we need to get to. Yes. (laughs) I feel like I've been there already. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't some times, even today, that Joe has gotten mad and raised his voice, and I've had that, you know, feeling in the pit of my stomach. Am I going to have to fight him? <laughs> like, did I do something wrong? Well, I'm just walking here. Literally, for a half a second, had that thought in my head, but then threw it all away because Joe's not that person. He never has right. been. But why I went there for three seconds, I don't know. And that's weird and- to me. And that is what, again, that's what you're fighting against. That's what all women are fighting against right now. Well, we're, it is we're, true. We, we we are in the adolescence of it. Like, this this thing has barely scratched the surface. You know what I'm saying? When, women are testing their boundaries in every facet of human life right now. And they have been since, hell, the 20s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when the, the women's suffrage movement. I don't even know when that fucking was, now that I think about it. But... Like, they've been fighting for uh, everything, and it's been a slow process because you'll get 5, 10, 15 years of progress, and then something will happen, and it will all fall away. Yeah. And they'll almost have to start over. You know what I'm saying? The 60s and the 70s was a huge swing in that direction. It was. And and then Reagan. (laughs) And then it all (laughs) went back down. Then the 90s came along, and it started swinging that way again. Do you realize every time there's a, a an uprising of a woman's movement, whether it be solidarity, equality, whatever it is, that there's also a large jump in witchcraft? No, I did not know that. Yep. In the 60s and 70s, well, feminist now that, movement, now that witchcraft. You say that, I'm aware of the 60s and 70s witchcraft movement. I did not associate that with the women's movement at the time. Yeah, 90s, when there was starting to be that a little uprise of women's equality, big, big jump in witchcraft. And then, of course, a bunch of movies came out with, you know, witchcraft and all that stuff, kind of normalizing it a little bit for us, not taking it to the wicked witch, but to the normal witch. Right. And even now today, there's a huge equality movement going on, and witchcraft is on the rise again. You can't throw a stone at the internet without hitting a witch. (laughs) (laughs) And I find that quite fascinating. I really do. And, of course, now, you know, these days, it's I think it's more accepted for men to be, like, to verbally say, I'm a witch, too, than it was, say, in the 60s or 70s. Because 60s and 70s, it was pretty much all women all the time. Do not, you know, big sign. No boys allowed. And now I don't think we care too much as long as we're all like on the same page. But I could care less. You know, it, for me, witchcraft is not a trend or a movement. It is literally a spiritual choice. It was something I, I chose and, you know, something that I had hidden for a long time because I had to. I didn't, you know, as everybody knows, I didn't have that privilege. But um, I find that funny that every time there's a huge rise in a woman's movement, witchcraft gets on the, gets on the you know mainstream again. It's well, interesting. I'm 
I'm going to look at this from a sociological bent. Witchcraft really does represent not only the uh, the keeping down of women, but on the other hand, it also represents the rising up of women. Yeah. You have, you have all the negative stuff. You have all the people who've been trying to fight against witchcraft. And then you have those people who grasp onto it as a symbol of, you know, women's lib. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Never, never associated the two together until you said that. But it does make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating to think about. And, I mean, I'm all about the, the you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a, I'm a feminist. Because I do not hate men. I do not choose to hate men, and I do not choose to belittle men at all. And I feel like that some feminists have done that to a point where any woman who is proud to be a woman and wants to stand her ground gets thrown into this category that is unfair because not all women who are proud to be women think that all men should be castrated. <laughs> so... There's a small group out there that just causes too much fucking problems, but in everything. Yes, not, in everything. Not just in feminism. Everything. Right. It was a small group that took over Germany in uh -huh. the 1920s and 30s. It was a small movement <laughs> that did that. Yes. It just takes that small group of people to just throw it all out of whack. And they're but... the ones who are getting in front of microphones. They're the ones who are getting in front of cameras and spouting their bile. And that's why those movements... Squeakiest wheel gets the grease. That's why feminism today is so muddled and so hard to nail down. Like, you, somebody tells you they're a feminist, you have to say, what kind of feminist are you? And then we can right. have a discussion. And that shouldn't right. be that way. There should be a united front, and there isn't. No. There's, there's not, not a united front. There's not. And as a woman, I'm, I'm very proud of the things that I can accomplish... I am. I will be the first to be proud of what I have accomplished on my own and by myself. And I'm not asking for praise for anybody else. I'm not asking for any kind of credit. I'm just proud of myself for every little thing that I've ever accomplished and that I can do. But I'm also smart enough to admit if I'm unable to do something, then I'm unable to do it. If I don't know it, then I don't know it. I'll go learn it. If I can't fix it, then I can't fix it. I'll figure it out. But not to say that if some guy, <laughs> my husband, jumps but in <laughs> and fixes it for me, I'm not going to be mad at him for that. Because he understands that, okay, I'm going to learn from this. And if this ever breaks again, I'll know how to fix it. And I won't be sitting there with you know, a screwdriver in one hand and a manual in the other ready to rip my hair out because I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> but I'm I'm all for a women's movement and women banding together and being very individual. And I know that there is a lot of men, a lot of percentage of men who support women in that way, but it's that small percent, just like on the other side, that small percent that just fucks it all up for everybody. I feel like that this time for the witches movement that's going on, I feel like that it will too also fizzle out in some way. And then there will be the rest of us left trying to explain ourselves again. <laughs> it kills me that um, this, this conversation went from, you know, the hammer of witches to feminism. <laughs> 
I think but they're directly honestly, related. I really they do. are. I really do. That's what I was going to say. It's not a far jump. It really yeah. wasn't because it was basically a man trying to keep a group of women from having their fucking Tupperware party. Exactly. There was just too many of us in the goddamn exactly. fucking room together. They went after the Avon lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no Mary Kay meetings for us. Thanks. <laughs> Really want to know how to get my my unibrow done. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's funny because um, I I deal with men who jokingly, and sometimes I really feel that they're not actually joking that they are saying it's a joke, but jokingly make the the sexist jokes. You know, like oh, you know, why why are you talking? You're a woman. Get back in the kitchen. Shit oh, like that. Yeah. These days, I have to laugh to myself. Do you really want me to go to a kitchen when? It, Every pot in there is a cauldron. Listen, Do you I, really want me to go put a hex on you? Because I will. <laughs> I'm guilty of this, right? But anybody who knows me understands that I am really joking because to me, everything's funny. I, I get the jokes. I do. I mean, I understand that, you know, the jokes, but it's, it's funny to me that, you know, it's, th- thinking of the way that they, that some men think in that, in, in a serious sense. You know, if all women are witches, don't tell us to get in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> you really don't want to eat what we're about to fucking feed you. Too much belladonna will kill you. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> There's no test for it. <laughs> that I know of. I have to figure that out. <laughs> don't no. make me make your coffee, bitch. <laughs> I'm kind of inclined. And I'm probably the wrong person to have an opinion on this. I'm kind of inclined to agree with the Wiccans, the Wiccans of the 60s and 70s, like you were talking about earlier. I believe that a club like that should be for women. Men have their own magical histories. We don't need witchcraft. But wasn't it a man that created Wicca? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Gerald Gardner? Listen, I apologize to all the witchy people who are listening to this podcast. I don't know a lot about the modern witchcraft at all. All of my knowledge stems from hundreds and thousands of years ago. The modern stuff is way over, over my your... head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if if you said to me, hey, you know, I, I love talking to you about this witchcraft stuff, but I've decided from now on it's going to be all women all the time, I wouldn't be offended. Well, of course it wouldn't not. bother me. It wouldn't bother me at all. I would be like, you know what? That... If that's going to be your space, if that's where you're, you have it, that's, that's great. I have no problem with that. And I don't know why anybody would have, I, if I all of a sudden woke up tomorrow and decided that I believed in magic and its capabilities, witchcraft is the last place I would turn. Oh, where, where would you go? Well, I would go to, uh, probably... Um, something like the Golden Dawn or, uh, one of those German ones, the Ordo, um, yeah, the names are eluding me right now, but one of those, one of those old men's clubs, you know what I'm saying? One of those things that they, that they used to have, I'm sure they still do have them. I think Golden Dawn is both men and women, but, but it's not witchcraft. Like I said, just witchcraft right. just wouldn't be the place that I would go. Because there's so many, there's no, so there many are. different ones. There really you know? are. There and really is. But no, sorcery, magic, whatever you want to call it, I think that there's plenty of stuff out there that I could spend a lifetime on and never once have to 
look at witchcraft just for me oh. personally nice because no, i consider it's... i consider witchcraft feminine well, in my yeah, brain, it, in my brain it's feminine it has oh i think it's always been feminine driven and oh god i what is it is it is it accurate to say that the male witches are still considered warlocks or is warlock is that, something different is that really a thing is that or is that just something that happens in movies no, it's really a thing like okay. wizards, witches, and warlocks, and it's really a, a thing. Wizards, like wi wizards are a completely different thing, though, aren't they? No, I know, I know, oh. but oh. If, if we're like going to put it in a category, um, gotcha. there is there's some old uh, writings from the nine um, hundreds uh, after Christ that uh, were talking about warlocks and basically men in a group doing sorcery and man i read this like a long long time ago when i was kind of getting into witchcraft and i always thought that it was not accurate that warlocks are not male witches but there's something different like it's a it's a whole different thing but i too have always been under the impression that witchcraft was predominantly female so it's it's one of those things that I man I would I wish I still remembered the name of that damn book that I got it out of uh kind of rented it like listen to me rented it I checked it out from the library <laughs> you know back in the day where you had to have a library card and everything <laughs> no um witchcraft is again this is all my perceptions witchcraft feels like a natural like, you either have a natural feel for it, or you don't. Right. Right? And since I equate it in my brain as feminine, I don't have the tools to access it. Okay. Because I'm not feminine. <laughs> um, so, to me, a man who wants to be a witch has uh, ulterior motives. Number one, there's lots of women there, and I don't blame him for that. Number two... <laughs> Um, maybe he doesn't feel like masculine inside, you know, hard to argue with that or three women can do it. So it must be easy. I'll try it. And I don't really like it. And, and none of those fit me. None of them, not none, right. of, none of those excuses fit me, you know? So no, no. I, I think, <laughs> I think witchcraft is a state of mind. I, I've always believed that always believe that witchcraft is a state of mind comes from you know pagan roots uh from long before christ ever existed there were things that i think that were done um in little villages and groups and little different types of civilization that kind of coincide with one another in a way and the beliefs of different gods and and all of that but i do think that it is a it, it's it's a way of thought on that you have to you have to understand that that love spell that you're doing and i go to love spell because that's the big one everybody wants to do a love spell when they think of witchcraft they think of either hexes or love spells they don't they don't think about anything else that's in between or outside of those are the two so that love spell that you're doing it's not just the ingredients you're putting in it it is your way of mind and your thought you are it it's the way you think about what I want this to be and what I want it to do. 
whether it works or not, it goes back to a faith-based mindset as well. I fully believe these things, and witchcraft is just the word that I have to use for it, because if I could make up another word, I would. Because sometimes I don't feel like I'm... And I know that people think this when I say, oh, well, you know, kind of witchy. They literally think I'm standing in some room or the backyard or something with a cauldron and a pointed hat and stirring something with a big wooden stick. And that is just really not how it works. It can work that way if I want it to, but that's not how I'm doing it. But I think the idea of it is, it, it, my thought pattern on it is it, it's a form of spirituality that I feel comfortable with. I feel comfortable with all of these other things that I can bring together into one. I feel comfortable and I feel sensitive to certain things in nature and the universe, and that's just me. But witchcraft is just the word that's there for it. Because I have so many questions for you right now. But like I, fear, I fear that we're going so far off the topic that this isn't going to make it onto the show. <laughs> It's fine. Just go for it. You never know. <laughs> so what is your opinion of covens? <clears throat> it depends on what you mean by opinion. Like, what do I, do I think that they should be, or do I think that they're real, or do I think that it's a fascinating well, thing? I mean, they're, they're absolutely real. I mean, you know, witches' covens are 100% real. When people get together and create covens, it's the thing. I'm not, I'm not making any... Uh, well, I, I'm just saying it's like in the codifications of witchcraft, there are many beliefs that you can only do things if you're not alone. There are, I, I believe there are certain things in rituals that if you're wanting to get something done that's large and huge, I do think that you need more. You need more power there to okay. make it happen. I fully believe that 100%. And if you were going to do something like that, would you want a warlock in your coven? Yeah, I'm fine with a warlock being in my coven. Hmm. I am. I'm fine with that. As long as the same, we're, we're trying to achieve the same goal here. Okay. Fair you know, I mean, fuck, we all got lottery tickets. We all, we all want to win, right? I never, I never thought in my entire life I would ever have a problem. Sit in the circle during the new moon, man. I got it. <laughs> never thought I would have a problem with anything in witchcraft. And I just realized I have a problem with men in witchcraft. And it never occurred to me until this conversation. Really? I have so, an innate bias against men in witchcraft. Wow. Why? Just out of curiosity, why? That's a really good question. Okay. This is brand new. I have not had any chance to explore it. But like I, I said, to me, witchcraft is feminine. I, I, I don't see where there's a place for a man in it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem. I mean... <clears throat> having a, a warlock in my in my circle of trust there, I mean, I would be perfectly fine with it. Now, I'm pretty sure that covens out there don't want men in their group at all, you know. And I, but there's so many like different pagan uh, celebrations and like all these large covens coming together, and basically a Woodstock is how I perceive it. I've never been to one. I'd like to go to some of these, but. Sometimes part of me is like, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of like a solidary bitch here, but <laughs> there. I don't do a lot of crowds, but there's a lot of men who are involved. And I would like to know the statistical number on how many men were involved in this, say, in the 1960s and 70s versus today. 
because I think that more men being involved in the, you know, witchcraft Wicca world is significantly more now than it was, say, 40, 50 years ago. I, I really feel that that is, would be an accurate statement. Because I don't think that men were like, I'm not going to be a part of a fucking coven. Are you kidding me? I'm not a pussy. <laughs> and see, I don't, that, it, it doesn't occur to me in that way. I was just thinking that if I was directed to, it's like if I asked for the services of a witch and someone said, oh yeah, go here. And I went there and it was a man. I'd feel you like wouldn't I'd feel be, comfortable. I'd feel like I was being scammed. <laughs> You can't read my future, bitch. <laughs> like, dude, there's not you got nothing for me, man. Like, I'm not I'm not here to get your opinion. If I want to talk football, I'll call you. Otherwise, find me a real witch. Well, that is great. You just show up and it's some guy, and you're like, no, uh, I want my 50 bucks back. Does there this is make, no way. <laughs> does this make me a chauvinist? Probably. But I'm just saying. And there's there's some guy right now who's been a witch his whole life, and he is just absolutely irritated by everything I say. And I apologize to you. If he is this typing out the email right now. Yes, Witchyvibes33 right at gmail.com. Right <laughs> Listen, everybody is entitled to their opinion, no matter how stupid it is. And mine is probably the dumbest one that's ever been said out loud. But I have it. It's just, it's not... It's not that I've ever given it any thought until tonight. I never thought about it. And now that we sit here and have this conversation, I'm thinking any man who's trying to get into witchcraft has got an ulterior motive, and I don't trust them. I'm probably wrong. There's like a 99.9% .9 chance that I'm wrong. But it's it's a feeling that I can't just shake. And it makes me wonder if that's, if, if that's where the difference comes from is... A, a man of seeking sorcery and this type of spirituality would be called a warlock instead of a witch just to no. separate it. If, if a guy came, if I, if I went to somebody to see a witch and I walked in and there was a guy in there with a spell book and, uh, was drawing, you know, had, had his circle of protection drawn out on the floor and his runes written up on the walls. I'd be like, okay, he's not really a witch, but he can probably get this done. You know what I'm saying? That wouldn't bother me. But if you walk in and he's got like a Led Zeppelin t-shirt and some jeans, you're like, nah, this this bullshit. I want my money back. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not the clothing. The clothing is irrelevant. No, the, I mean, just look at average every day. You know? No, that, that doesn't bother me either. You know what I'm saying? I like see. Who, who, how many people would walk up to you and, and, and instantly recognize you as a witch? Zero. No. Exactly. Zero, because I, 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 don't, I don't have the look. I would not, I'm not expecting a goth guy in a fucking dark room to be a right. witch. I'm just saying that if I went in and it was all the same stuff that you do, right. but it was a man, I'd call bullshit and I'd leave. You'd be like, pull back the curtain. Where's she at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, buddy, I'm not here to talk to the butler. I need the witch. <laughs> Get you, her now. <laughs> you may, maybe you're the familiar. I don't. I don't know what kind of kinky stuff y'all are into, but I need the actual witch. <laughs> that's great. I love it. <laughs> no, there's oh, a ton, there's a ton of ignorance coming out of me right now, and I'm fully aware of that. But it's it is exactly <laughs> how I feel. If you tell me you're a witch and you are not a woman, no, I ain't buying it. I don't buy it. I don't buy All it. Right. 
That's funny. You tell me that a man started the Wicca movement? That dude was trying to get laid. I don't give a fuck what else you say. <laughs> I think he was just trying to find some spirituality is what he was trying to do. <laughs> men, men, men aren't looking for spirituality. Men are looking for get laid or get drunk or eat or sleep. Outside of outside of that holy quadrinity, no men don't care. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it, it's funny because of the it made also it's making me think of that I don't look like a witch, and apparently there is some stereotype outside of the old hag and the pointed hat that you're supposed to look like these days. You're supposed to have tattoos. You're supposed to you know do all look look this certain way. Or you're supposed to be goth or whatever. And it's like, no. And I've had that happen to me. We don't look like a witch. Really? Do we have a look? Or do we just look like ourselves? And our individual selves is enough. I I just don't understand what the look. I wear black all the time. <laughs> I have since I was 11. <laughs> what else do you want from me? <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't possess that classic look. And it was actually here recently. Somebody had made a comment because it was an old um, high school friend of mine that caught on to this was my podcast. Right. And she straight up said, because I ran into her at the grocery store, small town people, small community. <laughs> you, you run into these fucks at Walmart. <laughs> and then you instantly remember you're friends with them on Facebook. You're like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> but ran into her at Walmart. We kind of did this like quick catch up thing. And, you know, she made the comment. She was like, I would have never known that you were like into this stuff. I, I listened to your podcast. And she was like, and I would have never known. She's like, you don't even look like a witch. My response with that is like, well, I guess you wouldn't look like a witch when you spent most of your life hiding it from the rest of the world. It's my facade. <laughs> if I saw somebody that looked like a witch, I'd be suspicious that they weren't one. I don't right. think I don't think a witch is going to go out of their way to dress up a certain way unless they're doing, you know, something specific or going right. to a Halloween party. Right. And I've been a witch every year for Halloween for as long as I can remember. And I just surprised my son because he made that comment not long ago, like yeah, a few I, week, I couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, witches own witches hats. Well, I own one, bitch. <laughs> and I will go get it for you. I have a witch's hat. <laughs> and the little shit was trying to steal it from me. <laughs> it was blown away that his mom owned a witch's hat. It's amazing. <laughs> Kids always think they know their parents. I, I, got know. News, I got news for you out there. You don't know your parents, I promise. You think no. You, you don't know your parents. Absolutely not. But yes, I own a witch's hat. Do I wear it outside of Halloween or anything else? No, I don't. It's a really fucking cool hat. I really like the hat. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> but I'm not walking around wearing it. I I guess also I'm not feminine enough to be a witch either because I'm kind of I'm kind of tomboyish. That's some bullshit. I yeah I've I've heard that before. You're not feminine enough to be a witch. Really? Really? Just because I can outthrow you in a fucking long yard pass does not mean I can't be witchy, dude. <laughs> no, I it, it it's very difficult to to draw those lines. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that it's like I have known some men in my life that if I found out they were a witch, I'd be like, "Okay, I get that." Now that I think about it, like I've had a moment to 
process the whole right. thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you tell me that that guy right there is a witch. Okay. I I would buy that. I, I would I, I would 100% buy that. I wouldn't trust him still, but I would buy it. Right. Yeah, and I don't walk around looking like Stevie Nicks. That's a, that's another one. Yeah, I wish more women would walk around looking like Stevie Nicks. That would that would yeah. make my life so much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> but I I am a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl. If I dress up, I'm going somewhere. You know, either a business meeting or a wedding or a funeral, uh, something. But on the normal, average, everyday, you know, I don't, I don't know what a witch is supposed to look like. I guess, and I feel like I don't need to dress the part. I'm just who I am. And if you I have, really... to, if you have to dress the part to think you are something, then you're probably not. All right. So I say our time is up. I do appreciate everybody listening. Please like and share this podcast. Uh, you can reach out to me at witchyvibes33 at gmail.com or you can join the Facebook group that is Where's My Witches At Podcast. I encourage you to um, join that group and I also encourage you to share this podcast as much as you can. All right, guys, I hope you're having a wonderful witchy Friday and remember, grab your cauldrons, grab your brooms and do something witchy. Bye. <laughs>